6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. A couple of things, um, just a heads up on. So every year, Edmonton City Councilors um, are allotted about $177,000 in discretionary funding. And, and those dollars can be used to pay for things like um, executive assistance, office furniture, that sort of thing. Okay. But now, two Edmonton City Councilors are taking some of that money and setting it aside for a different purpose. It's what's being called a participatory budget budgeting project. All right, so I know you're like, what is that? Well, let's find out. What will it mean for their two wards? We'll uh, find out with Ward Garhiho, Councillor Karen Tang. Councillor Tang, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Jalen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, nice to have you. I think this is the first time that you've joined me on the show, so I'm sure glad you were able to make some time for us this afternoon. Absolutely. All right. I've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and I do want to ask you about uh, the uh, the snow and ice update uh, that's going to be presented to council coming up on, on the 25th. But wanted to talk to you about this first. So give us an idea. When we talk about that, you know, 170 grand that's allotted to councillors, I mean, that is money to help run the offices by the sounds of it, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's really money to help the counselor do their job. Uh, and so, like, like you mentioned earlier, it can go towards all kind, kinds of things uh, that will, if, you know, essentially help the counselors to run the office more efficiently, connect to constituents, etc. All right. So I know that um, now you and, and Counselor Knack have decided with some of that money, you want to do something a little bit differently. And, and I don't want to put words into your mouth. I know Counselor Knack has been quoted as saying um, that, you know, for a number of years, he oftentimes returns to the city a, a surplus from his ward budget. You're a first time counselor, but you've decided to allocate some money to do this participatory budgeting project. First off, That's can you great. explain what that means? Yeah, you know, you can call it participatory budgeting. Some people call it people's budgeting. Uh, but essentially, it's a process where uh, people get directly get involved in the decision-making process uh, when it comes to some financial decisions. Um, so, you know, for this particular project, you can think of it as a micro-granting. But the difference here, unlike traditional granting, you don't have a panel of judges you have you know you're trying to involve the community at large you're trying to involve the folks who actually applied uh and the wider community in making those decisions so yeah so give us an idea how this would work and and, and what people could then apply people in your ward and councillor knox ward could apply to access some of this money to be used for what would you be looking at yeah, so you know, this is not a this is not a big budget that we're talking about. Yeah. So we're probably looking at a series of small scale projects around five hundred to two thousand uh, dollars, and you can, you know, they're meant to seed ideas. They're meant to catalyze uh, things that maybe you've been wanting to do for a long time in the community, but didn't necessarily have the resources. Uh, I've had people who tell me, you know, uh, they want to do maybe like a street food festival in their shopping complex. Someone has suggested some kind of like a meal with dining week, similar to Chinatown or downtown dining week. Um, and there's also mural and public art project that's good for place, you know, place making, but also uh, sometimes for road safety uh, concerns as well. So this is a time, you know, there's no shortage of ideas to make our communities better. Um, 
And we just want to be able to come provide a bit of that resource, a bit of a nudge, um, and bring people together to be inspired by each other's ideas, uh, whether it's across different neighborhoods, but also across different wards. Edmonton City Councilor Karen Tang joining me this afternoon. Now, that's I've lived in this city for 20 years now, Karen, and I've never heard of anything like this being done before. Maybe I'm wrong at City Council, but I don't remember it being done here before, but it is being done elsewhere, isn't it? Absolutely. And this, you know, this uh, participatory budgeting, I know it's a mouthful and, you know, we welcome main change for it. But, you know, this began back in the 80s, uh, first in Brazil, and it's now being practiced in uh, thousands of projects across different municipalities around the world. Uh, Just to give you some example, you know, in New York City, uh, every year, you know, certain districts, they allocate capital dollars, uh, millions of capital dollars for residents to make that decision. um, you know, closer to home, we have examples coming out of Halifax uh, and, and, and Montreal where, uh, you know, local residents actually get to make decisions that have some teeth, you know, that comes with dollar values. And, and this is, a, you know, a very similar goal, uh, but our scale is just a lot smaller. So, Councillor Tang, though, they're, they're, they're guaranteed. I don't even have to look at my text line right now. Guaranteed, they'd be like, well, if you if you don't need to use all this money, if you get a, the 170 grand a year to help run the office and, and make it efficient, if you don't need to use all that money, why wouldn't you just turn it back to the city and let the city use it somewhere? Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, part of part of this for me is that I want to make sure the residents in my ward really benefit. Uh, you know, if I if I think about you know why we have this budget, if it's helped us to do uh, our job better as a counselor, I would want to know what the people in my ward want to do, and what better way to to learn that through this process and actually you know it, make some actions happen. Okay, so the, the way, uh, so for people to find out more about this, you and Councillor Knack and each of your wards are going to be holding uh, an information session. I think that's coming that's up right. next week on the 19th. On the 19th, that, that, yeah, that's right. And, you know, I want to be clear, this isn't a session for you to bring your ideas forward. It's, it's actually for us to discuss what the process will look like. There's still a lot of details that need to be hashed out, and we want, and we want to, you know, work some of that out with people together. Yeah, so how, you know, what kind of ideas and, you know, how the idea process would work, how the determination would work on on who would get it. When when would you hope, you know, in the grand scheme of things to maybe hand out, you know, the $500 or $2,000, whatever it is, to a community project? What, what do I hope to get out to get out of that? Yeah, no, no, um, no. I'm sorry. When when do you hope that maybe we we you'd start handing out that money? I mean, are you talking June, July, August? Uh, essentially, yeah. Actually, so we uh, so this is envisioned to be a series of you know workshops. The very first one will be April nineteenth. Uh, we'll decide on some criteria about how the process will go. You know how you will apply. That's mm-hmm. also open. And then we will have a few different workshops coming up about just to help people think about the ideas that they want to do, develop their project, um, you know, figure out if there's like p- <laughs> a- a- other people they can bring in. And then we'll have a day where we get to vote and start to prioritize. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of ideas come forward. I really do. I, I-, I can't wait to-, to see what people come up with. Me too. And, and you know, again, this is a te- we're testing a process yeah. here. So maybe we'll find out that 
well, maybe people don't really want to do that. That that is very much a possibility as well. Uh, but you know, I think we need to be open to the to the the different kinds of possibilities and what people can do. I have a lot of confidence that we'll have ton a, a ton of idea, and then the. The hard part is that how do we get to decide as a group? Hard part, but it's going to be exciting as well. Uh, Councillor mm-hmm. Karen Tang joining me this afternoon. Before I let you go, a uh, news release came out this afternoon that said on April 25th, city administration is going to present the snow and ice options to increase service standards report to the Community and Public Services Committee. And in the news release, uh, Councillor Tang, it said, uh, quoted uh, Gord Seabrook, who is the deputy city manager of operations, saying... Following an analysis of these newly developed performance measures, it was determined that there are not enough resources and equipment to meet service level levels described in our current procedures. Edmonton has grown in size. Our resources have not. This is when it comes to snow and ice removal. What do you make of that comment, and what are you expecting on April 25th? Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, you know, on, on one hand, I don't disagree that we need to fund services uh, based on the growth of our city. Um, you know, on the other hand, I, I, I also think we need to really base some of those decisions on experiences. You know, for this winter, I've heard a ton of stories and lived experience from the residents, uh, from frontline workers, uh, and I think we're willing to incorporate some of that. And, you know, from, for, for, for my part, I share a lot of those stories uh, with Gore's team uh, for them to consider. Uh, and I want to be able to uh, to see a snow and ice policy that is flexible enough that, you know, uh, you know, in, individual workers can can be empowered to make some decisions um, uh, that will achieve the best service that we can. Um, so it, it's going to be a pretty big report. Uh, you know, we have we've gotten a, a bit a bit of a glimpse to it, uh-huh. and I look forward to dig into it. Um, you know, before the April twenty fifth meeting. One more question for you. What have your uh, constituents said about the decision on the mosquito canceling the uh, aerial mosquito spring program? Yeah, it's uh, no, it's 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 absolutely been very contentious. Of course, uh, you know, I've had many who written in and and just wanting to wanting to bring it back. Uh, and I've I've also had some that said, you know, I'm a I'm a young mom. I have three kids, and as much as I. Uh, I don't like mosquitoes. I think this was a good choice uh, for the, you know, for the health of my children, but also for the health of our community, which is tied, you know, to the health of our environment. All right. Well, I wouldn't want to be uh, answering the phone in your office these days, <laughs> Councillor Tang. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for making time for me this afternoon. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Nice talking to you. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Thank you so much. Councillor Karen Tang, who is uh, the councillor for Ward Garrio. Um, and lots to talk about there. Yeah, these uh, these these micro-grants that they're going to be, that uh, she and Andrew and Nack are going to try out this year, see how that works again. Uh, the mosquito spraying program, I know Shay was talking about it with Mike Jenkins this morning, and a lot of people still fired up about that. Plus, this snow and ice report. And I know a lot of you were rightly ticked off about uh, what you saw this year when it came to snow and ice removal. And the city is saying, hey, we realize that um, we've, we've outgrown this program that we have. We have to do more. What exactly is that going to look like? We'll find out. Promising you have all the details right here on 630 Ched.